0: You know, some of the people I grew up with still think what I do is is not even real. They they think it's like it's not possible to do what I do and have as much free time as I have, but also make as much money as I do. I guess what what I'm really good at is getting people to to make a deal with us. You know, we get basically everything that we want. They get some of the things that they want, but at the end of the day, they think it was their idea.
1: Listen up, if you are feeling like a lone wolf mired in mediocrity, that's how I felt. I felt that way four or five years ago, a lone wolf. I couldn't communicate with the people around me anymore about the ambitions and the goals that I had. In fact, I was vilified by my network for the ambitions and the goals that I had. So for me, it took finding the right community to unlock me. And what I would encourage all of you to do is join the tribe that defies the odds and goes beyond what anyone, what anyone thought is possible. Even you, you may have big, big goals, but almost every member I talk to a month later says, I thought I was thinking big. This is where you can learn how to think even bigger. Go, Gobundance, the abundance of community of men and women who have said no to living a conventional life, who are committed to conquering, protecting, impacting, and leaving a legacy with these six life-elevating, life-changing pillars that we lean into, you'll experience physical conditioning, a supportive tribe, bucket list achievements, peer partnerships, giving back, and a lifetime of wealth building. Join the tribe, join me. This will help you step into your true self and live an epic life. Visit fill out an application, and we'll make sure we're matching you with the right community for you. Emerge up to two million in net worth, two to 10 elite, 10 plus champion, and for the, our, our ladies as abundance women and those that aren't millionaire women yet, We put you right there in Emerge with all the other amazing folks that are driving towards something huge. So goabundance.com. make sure you apply today. Enjoy the rest of this episode. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. Today's guest, Damon Amato, is a GoBundance member, entrepreneur, investor. We're going to get into some projects he's got going on, or at least a big project he's got going on uh, as we go through the show. But Damon, brother, welcome. Glad to have you.
0: I I feel like I finally made it. I'm on Jamie Gruber's podcast. I'm here.
1: (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah you can say that actually I agree wholeheartedly with that when you're here, you've made it. That's right. that's it. so <laughs> all right, let's dive in. Let's learn a little bit more about you uh your backstory, where you're from, all that good stuff. So kind of give us the beginnings through now of who is Damon Amato
0: sure i uh <clears throat> was born in Maryland. Uh, my parents got divorced at an early age. I think it was six or seven. I uh, live with my mom and my brother. He's uh, about two years older than me uh, when I was about I think I was nine or 10. My mom had uh, acute appendicitis, had to have emergency surgery. At the time we didn't have health insurance um, and she was just working like some back, like uh, cash odd jobs, like working at antique stores and stuff like that. So uh, we didn't have any money to pay for the the medical bills. So we had to sell our house. And so at the same time, my uncle in uh, Massachusetts had just bought a foreclosure and it was a four bedroom house. And he said, why don't you guys come live with me? So that's how what got me up to Massachusetts. Um, my brother decided to actually stay in Maryland and live with my dad. So after I was 11, I actually didn't even live with my brother. And then oddly enough, you know, he ended up going to college at uh, Boston University and I went to Northeastern. So we were right down the street from each other after that. And uh, and then he, you know, we were nearby each other for a while, but, uh, but I actually got my degree in athletic training, uh, worked doing that at the largest high school in Massachusetts for a very long time. And at some point decided that uh, athletic trainers don't get paid very well and uh, was preventing me from traveling and paying bills and doing things that we wanted. Now, I basically said, well, I got to figure something else out. So I found um, uh, Fortune Builders, which is a real estate education company. Uh, you know, flip, flip houses with none of your own money. Uh, not true. Um, can be true uh, once you have experience, but uh, when you're starting out, not, not so much. Um, that's how I met my business partner in uh, 2015. And uh, we started off just, um, uh, we did a rehab together, and then we did a few wholesales together. Uh, we, uh, a new construction project fell in our lap, and we did that together, and we've just, just kind of grown organically since then. And now we we do a lot of land developments, so we permit uh, subdivisions, condo complexes, mixed-use buildings. We build luxury spec houses. We've got a portfolio of multis. Um, I've got a, a self-storage facility that actually I partner with uh, another member of GoBundance, Sergio Altamari. So we oh, have yeah. that together. I'm a general partner in four syndications right now. So um, yeah, good bit, good bit going on.
1: Not too bad. Now, fortune builders ain't cheap. Do you remember what you paid for? Or are no. you willing to share?
0: So when I did it, this was 2015. So I want to say I paid 25,000. 25
1: what if I've grand. That's a lot. I mean, to you're to making, get that? you, your salary is probably, you know, not multiple times that as an athletic trainer.
0: So no, that's no. A- at the time, I think I was making, I couldn't have been making 52 grand a year.
1: Wow. So how, Almost. how how and why walk through that like what what made you say um, you know what,
0: I'm going to do this well what they do is they uh they catch you with a radio ad which hasn't changed in 15 years um you go to a free 2 hour seminar and they give you like you know the teaser explanation for how it goes and then they say if you're interested we're doing a, a full weekend uh th- you know two over two days and it was like, it was only like 300 bucks and you can bring somebody with you. So I brought my mother with me um, because she was interested in it also. And they they did, they explained a lot. Um, actually, the guy who was the main speaker in it, I'm still uh, in contact with. He's out of Rhode Island, you know, between myself and my mom, I was like, I, you know, not only do I know I can do this, like, I really want to do this because I, I feel like I can, I can crush this. So she lent me the money. Um, to pay for it. And uh, so that's how I, I was able to to get in and do that.
1: Was it worth the, I mean, you've done a lot with it, but was it specifically in hindsight worth the investment, the stretch?
0: Well, see, I, <clears throat> through Fortune Builders, I found my business partner. Um, and together we've done, you know, tens of millions together. And it also helps, uh, you know, sometimes you find somebody that buys a wholesale deal, or you find a lender or a contractor. So it is, it is beneficial. Uh, Is it worth 25 grand? You know, no, (laughs) it's worth something for sure. But, um, but, you know, I think the tough part is, it's like, you know, I've been in for eight years now. And uh, locally, um, there's two coaches in Fortune Builders that run a monthly meetup at, at somebody, somebody's rehab project in the area. And, you know, I go every now and then just to catch up with people, see if there's anything new going on. If I feel like every month, it's uh, it's the two, the husband and wife that run it and me and everybody else is brand new. Mm. And that's because I, I want to say less than like 1% of people that join Fortune Builders are actually like flipping houses or doing even real estate, you know, 12 months later. And I don't think that's Fortune Builders fault at all. I think people just Get in. They see the dream. They don't understand the work involved. Yeah. They try it out, and it ends up for whatever reason not being for them. For and and it could happen to me. My the first deal I ever did, I almost lost my shirt. I lost over over 120 grand on my wow. first deal because I did uh, uh, partially my fault, partially other circumstances that uh, that did it. But most people after that would say, well. Yeah, screw that like I gotta I'm gonna get a job I gotta work overtime I gotta work extra hours to pay off all this debt that I owe and all I could think about is like I need to find more deals so I can pay this off and I I just like I wasn't gonna give up after one failure
1: were you still working when you had that one flip or did you quit your job already
0: uh no actually it's between 2015 and 2018 I had three jobs. Uh, got, got my master's degree and I was doing real estate.
1: No kidding. Holy cow. Do you mind going through that deal? Like what was it that made you lose on it?
0: Oh, sure. I was actually, uh, one of the, one of the units was on, uh, was on TV. It was on, um, uh, beachfront bargain hunt. Uh, Uh, one of those, one of those, you know, house hunting shows. Uh, but yeah, that's a good story. Uh, It was a five unit condo conversion on the beach. It, you know it was my first deal, so I had to get hard money. so I, I think I ended up, and I had to get it through a broker. So I was paying twelve percent and five points wow. for that. And we bought the building for like, I want to say eight sixty or so. Oh, it was two percent. buildings,
1: forty grand in points.
0: yeah. And Whoa. it was two different buildings. One of the the older building was below the floodplain. I didn't realize this until about a week before it was supposed to close. So, between interest payments, flood insurance, um and utilities, the first like four or five monthly payments I had were were like thirty two thousand dollars a month. Oh, and I didn't have thirty two thousand dollars a month, if you can believe it, uh, at the time anyway. So I, so what did I do? I I hustled and I found two or three wholesale deals where I literally the the entirety of it I used to, pay my mortgage payment.
1: No kidding, while I, as was, you while go, I was yeah. Wholesale yeah. paid mortgage, wholesale pay mortgage, just right. like that.
0: Right, and then part of the problem was the older building was three units. And um, there's a kind of an esoteric rule that you have to get an appraisal of the building and you're only allowed to renovate up to 50, per, or use funds up to 50% of the appraised value of the building. Mm. And if you go above that, that triggers uh, FEMA regulations to come in. And now you have to bring the entire building up to today's code. And if that happened, I would have lost a unit because I would have had to put the building on pilings. So the appraisal of the building was about 210,000. So I had 105,000 to renovate that building, which I was just going to overlay the drywall, uh, you know, vinyl plank flooring, kitchens, baths, paint, and be done with it. And my fortunately, unfortunately, my general contractor didn't know this rule and took out all this drywall that was kind of moldy. And then the building inspector came in and said, now you have to bring the building up to up to code unless you can show me that you're going to renovate this for 100. So I I had to show that I was going to basically gut renovate a three unit. They were like 800 square feet each, about 2400 square feet building. Sprinklers, everything fully new: siding, roof, interiors, decks for hundred and five thousand dollars. And luckily, I I made a budget. It was clearly fake. Uh, sent it to the building inspector. He didn't want to call FEMA, so he said, "Okay, go ahead." Uh, in real dollars, it was three hundred and forty grand. Oh my god!
1: Holy crap! No kidding. Where yeah. is this? So, are right, you're flipping or your whole? You're wholesaling to pay the mortgage. You said it was an $860,000 purchase? Yeah. First deal. Where are you getting the funding for down payment? Where are you getting the funding for $360,000? Is this all your partner? Are you raising capital? Like, where is this all coming from? No,
0: I didn't have my partner yet. It was just me. Just you? Just me. So the down payment, my wife and I borrowed the max from our current 401ks because you can borrow up to 50 grand each. So we use that for the down payment. I had a little bit of money squirreled away because I, I used to um, play a lot of online poker. So I um, I had a good bit of money from that. But yeah, I was basically doing wholesale deals to make my monthly payments until I renovated one of the units and actually sold it back to one of the people who sold it to me, somebody in their family. Mm-hmm. And that cut my payment in half. So after that, I was able to survive uh, and sleep at night a little bit. Yeah. But um, but the the additional funding for the for the older building and my general contractor actually um, stealing stuff and uh, trying to charge for not doing work uh, hurt quite a bit. So um, I did that. And then I was able to because my the um, the leverage was a lot better after the first sale. I was able to refi out of that loan, get more money to finish the project. And finally, a year and a half later, finished it out.
1: Funny thing with real estate investing, um, my first deal, not like that, but my first deal was like an accidental landlord situation. And then, you know, over time I lost money, but it wasn't like a chunk in one setting like that, which is insane. But, you know, even on subsequent properties, I'd underestimate rehab costs by a lot, you know, whatever, but you, keep going for whatever reason. What was that for you? Like, what was it? You're in this deal. It's gotta be stressful as hell. You're wholesaling these other properties to pay the mortgage. You finally sell a unit, cut your mortgage in half. But at the end of it all, you're down six figures. Probably I would guess guessed 20,000 cash. Plus you got, you couldn't pay your, your 401k loan back the way you wanted to, I would guess. Um, so right. what, what made you go for number two? Like what was it about that deal that said, you know what? No, but actually I'm going for number two here.
0: Well, again, I mean, when you're in six figure debt, at least as an athletic trainer, you know doing per diem making you know 35 dollars an hour it would take forever to pay that off but you know uh, at least in massachusetts you can easily get a wholesale deal and make 20 25 50 grand so i thought well i may as well put my efforts into that because i know i can do that and if i if i do uh, it'll be a lot quicker to get me out of that hole and the 401k you have 5 years to pay that back anyway so sure. uh, that did take 3 years to, to finally fully pay that back. Yeah.
1: Where were you wholesaling? If you don't what towns, what areas?
0: Um, Boston area, like uh, Arlington, Somerville. Oh,
1: wow. Um, Yeah. uh, The,
0: yeah. And and actually that, that's how my, my business partner found me because um, three of those deals were just right on MLS. Hmm. And he was like, how the hell did you wholesale something right off MLS? And I was like, well, I saw what other people didn't see. And I brought the value and I knew the right people. So I was able to do it.
1: Interesting. That is interesting right off MLS. Was that a negotiation tactic? Like something you're great at with negotiation, or was it like I, how did you um, do
0: that? <laughs> yeah, I would I would say I'm definitely um I, I would say I'm above average at negotiating for sure. And I'm able to get people to, I guess, see things the way I see them, which is you know, helpful, helpful for me. I I'd say my business partner always loves to get me to negotiate because he loves that um a lot of times, I guess what, what I'm really good at is getting people to to make a deal with us. And, uh, you know, we get basically everything that we want. They get some of the things that they want. But at the end of the day, they think it was their idea. Mm. And that's that that I think is the trick is yeah, is in, in negotiation, getting other people to think that that they have you.
1: We just, uh, we just booked Chris Voss to be on the podcast. Never split the difference, guy. Screw yeah. it. We got you. We'll bring you back. You could teach it. How's that sound?
0: <laughs> I love it.
1: Awesome. <laughs> when did you pay mom back and how?
0: Uh, well, my mother died of uh, lung cancer early 2016. Oh, so, so that ended up being her, basically what she, uh, what she left for me
1: her and her so I'm wow, sorry to hear that. So
0: she got to see one of the end products which I was happy about but and she saw it on HGTV which was which was really stupid. Uh, it, that that's how I found out those shows are completely fake because they didn't film it until 6 months after these buyers bought the the condo hmm. and you know, I didn't I had nothing to do with it. Like they didn't interview me or talk to me or or any of that stuff. So they 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 filmed it 6 months later these people had Uh, We had under agreement with them during the framing stage. So they picked out all the finishes, uh, some of the layouts, they did all that stuff. So they're walking through on the TV show. And, you know, the other two uh, condos they walked through just happened to be on MLS at the time. That obviously, they had no intention of looking at. They come into my unit, which they had already bought, and they had already furnished, and they had already picked out everything, and they're just walking through This is amazing. I love this place. Look at the finishes in the kitchen. I love how they staged this with the couch, and I'm like yelling at my TV. I'm like, Dude, that's your couch.
1: <laughs> I didn't know it was that blatant. I thought it was oh, yeah. like, they already oh, yeah. chose the place, but now let's walk through a couple, and we know you already chose this. One, no, to I play mean, it up.
0: They, but they were they, they designed it. Yeah. And they called the condominium complex something different than what I called it. They had the purchase price different. They had a couple other things that were, it was just like nothing about it was true.
1: How different was the purchase price?
0: It was off by like 50 grand.
1: Oh, why? Like high? They they marked it up or down? What
0: are they? I I think they marked it up.
1: Make it sexier or something? Had story I, I guess, they had a storyline. Yes.
0: I mean, I don't, Maybe it's because it was in line with the purchase price of the other two yeah. properties. I don't know.
1: Yeah, not not make it so easy. Like, oh, well, that's the cheapest one. So you're gonna get that one, right? Like not make it so easy to to the viewer. Yeah. That's fascinating, man. I didn't know it was that stage. I knew it was stage, but not that stage. That's unbelievable. So these people become yeah, and, actors.
0: And I've also met some of the um some other the like HGTV or Bravo people on real estate shows. And yeah, it's everything is hundred percent fake. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. Reality TV, as they call it. So yeah, very good. Well, let's dive into these uh, GoBundance member questions. If you're ready, we'll dive in with the first one about the GoBundance pillars. I should write these down, but I'm going to list them out just in case you don't know what they are or people listening don't know what they are. Bucket list adventure, authentic relationships, extreme accountability, age defying health, horizontal income. And there's another one. Authentic relationships. I think uh, authentic I relationships. Say. Yep. That's what I didn't say. So, in which one of those pillars are you crushing it right now?
0: I think authentic relationships. Um, I think since I joined Go Abundance, I've really, I, I mean, a lot of guys say, I would say something similar, which is that the conversations you have with guys in Go Abundance are just very different from people you grew up with, uh, people you know locally, just because we have, in general, a different mindset different goals. And it's, that makes it a lot easier to connect. I think uh, with the guys, which, I mean, you've seen every time there's a a conference or a get together, it just, uh, the one thing everybody loves is the, just the, just the connecting with the other, the other members, because um, we all just kind of feel more, more comfortable, safer, uh, like we can open up and, um, and tell like it is and get advice like it is. Um, well, just locally, um, you know, one of the um, Justin Jarbo runs the kind of Boston area Go Abundance group, and I've just um, just we have a lot of things in common. Um, we we get together like every other week to uh, like have a cigar together, either his house or my house or meet in the middle somewhere because we we live about half an hour from each other. And, um, you know, we can just talk, we can catch up with each other. Cause we know a lot about each other at this point. And, uh, it's just a, it's a great relationship. And, and it's, it's one of those things I think it's been missing from me for, for a while, because like I said, there's only, you know, some of the people I grew up with still think what I do is, is not even real. They, they think it's like, it's not possible to do what I do and have as much free time as I have, uh, but also make as much money as I do. Yeah. Which to be fair is, you know, there's, there's plenty of guys that make way more money than I do, but Hmm. actually my wife sent me a a story the other day that really resonated with me. And I'm not sure how many people would, but Justin and I were talking about, you know, like I met him last week and uh, like, what'd you do today? Well, I went, you know, dropped my daughter off at school. I went to the gym with my wife. I did the jacuzzi. I did the sauna, took a shower I did a little bit of work, maybe an hour or so, and then I went out to lunch with Justin, and then we had a cigar together after that and came home. Then my kids came home. i I think I mowed the lawn and um and went to my son's baseball game. You know, that's i I love that. that's that's great for me. So so anyway, the the story she sent me was about this fisherman, and I thought it it actually really resonated with me. And it's a fisherman who's um fishing on a pier. And uh, a tourist comes up to him and says uh, and says, "Oh, that's a lot of fish you're, you're getting and the, and the fisherman says, yeah, I like that. I do a little bit of fishing and and uh, and then I you know go home and then and the guy's like, well, what do you do at home? Well I hang out with the kids, I go to lunch with my wife, we play guitar, we go out in the village at night and and then uh, sleep you know sleep late. And the guy's like, well you could do a lot more you don't have to do that much, but you could do a lot more fishing and sell the extra fish you have And the guys like, well then what? Well, then you can scale your business, you can buy a boat, and you can get even more fish. And with all those fish, then you can buy a second boat. And then the guy's like, okay, well, then what? Well, then you can buy a whole fleet of trawlers and uh, scale your business and, um, you know, get your company to go public and then the millions roll in. Okay, then what? Well, then you can retire and you can move to a small village on the East Coast and you can sleep late and go fishing for a little bit and go home and play with your kids and and take your wife out to lunch. And the guy's like, why do I need 25 years to do that? I'm doing that now?
1: Yeah, that's I just
0: it resonated with me, because I think that's not for everybody. Sure. But that's, it's just I think it puts it in perspective for what your your actual goals are with what you're doing.
1: That's amazing. I love that. That is a great story. And it's so true, right? We get uh we get sidetracked on doing all this stuff to one day when right now, like you said, I love what you said. You know, you went, hung out with Justin, did this, came home, kids came home, mowed the lawn before or whatever, and you get to enjoy your day. You've got this freedom and you, like you, you're you not afraid to hustle, obviously. So if you need to, you will. But, you know, there's a priority you placed on other parts of your life that you're right. A lot of people do wait till they're 65 or 70, if they can hopefully one day do exactly what you're doing right now. So it's a right. well-lived life. And-
0: and granted, you know my my kids are fourteen and eleven, so I, I don't want to miss their sports. I don't want to miss their shows and dances and and stuff like that. So when they, you know, when they graduate high school, is that going to change? Yeah, probably because they won't be at home anymore. So it's for me specifically. That's that that's why that story kind kind of resonates because that's kind of where I, I want to be.
1: Love it. All right, let's flip it around. So, in which abundance pillar could you use more support or accountability?
0: I would say um my horizontal income I feel I feel like the last maybe five or six deals I've done I've been like oh this looks great it's going to cash flow right away it's going to do this and then it ends up not being like that so much at all and um after so many deals I started to realize that the uh like the burn method for for value add multifamily which is basically what I was doing for a while it's um I think a better description of it is a long-term fix and flip because in the, in the market that I'm in uh, multifamily really does appreciate a lot quicker than a lot of the other parts of the country. So, um, you know, I actually just spoke with um, a friend of mine, Nate Fisher in GoBundance, and he's about to, he's about to crush uh, a building that he's buying for, um, Thirty-three. I think he's buying like thirty-five or uh, thirty-eight thousand dollars a unit, um, like thirty units. And I was like, um, and he showed me a picture of the building, and I'm like, so you're buying this for just over a million dollars? I was like, if you put this in Worcester, this is a six million dollar building, and it doesn't cash flow at six million dollars, but people will pay six million dollars for that. Yeah. So, so where I am, the uh, trying to buy a, a multifamily. For immediate cash flow and very passive. It's just, it's really not a thing. And when you're buying, short, sure, can you add value and then eventually, maybe 18, 24 months later, start to really cash flow? That I think is true. But in that time period, you've probably appreciated it to the point where, geez, you might want to sell it. So we just did that with two of our multis, where we did stabilize it, the the income got. A little better, to the point where we would make maybe an extra eight to twelve thousand dollars a year in net income. Hmm. But it appreciated to the point where we sold it for an extra two hundred grand. You know, every quarter I would say I look at all of our portfolio and I'm like, okay, well, how much is this bringing in now? If we sold it today, basically the the um, the metric I use uh, first and foremost is if I can sell this now. Am I going to get at least eight years of net income in a check in 60 days? And if that's the case, I'm going to sell it
1: hmm.
0: and move that makes on sense. to something else.
1: Makes sense. I was going to say you got like 20 20 years. That additional income versus what you got was like 20 years worth of that like eight to 12 a year that you said in additional income. But you 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 were able to do it for over 200 thousand. It sounded like right. So you got like 20 right. years worth or whatever the. I think I did that math wrong, but you get my point. You got a long right. a long runway. Um, uh, uh yeah I mean like we have a multifamily
0: we have a multifamily right now in New Hampshire that no plans to sell it whatsoever. I got cold called by a a, a VA and got me in touch with her her boss and uh, he was just an investor and he gave us a good enough offer and now we thought we were gonna keep this for ten plus years and now we're gonna sell it. Wow because we're going to get enough income and we're going to put that money into a development that we're doing near the beach. That'll be short term rentals, but it'll be new construction, which is more and more what we want to get into. Um, I'm, a, I'm a little bit hesitant now to get back into like B and C class housing when um, when we're actually pretty good at new construction. And it's just a nicer asset to have when you have a nicer asset you know you generally get better tenants and uh everything can be automatic and a whole lot easier and um you know like one of the, one of the buildings that we have right now 47 units in Worcester has no parking whatsoever and um it's not because of the parking we've had a lot of other challenges with the with the building in general but before that i always used to say i want to have plenty of parking at a building i have and the reason is if you um tenants uh, who want to come there are probably coming there because you have off street parking and they want off street parking because they have a car, and if they have a car, that means they got to get to work and if they got to get to work, they can probably pay their rent,
1: yeah, makes sense. I was going to ask you is that the mitigation plan for the lack of cash flow is put money into development or are you looking at potentially going out of market
0: we're We pretty much stay in the New England area for the most part. Uh, we had a uh <laughs> Our one chance to buy something out of state uh, got me uh, to testify in front of a grand jury for a guy who was scamming people in the uh, in the tens of millions of dollars range. So um, uh, we're hesitant to get out of our market again at the moment.
1: I don't blame you. I don't blame you at all. Okay, good answer. Good answer. Yeah. Um, spike the football on that one. Where in your life are you potentially flirting with disaster?
0: Well, I would say that I wouldn't say disaster. I have a few projects that are just kind of time and money sucks that I want to. And there's not much I can do in terms of like if I tried to sell it, uh, it would either be a loss or a very, very minimal gain and um i also don't have a a ton of extra liquidity to just you know pump it in there and i always feel like i always really feel like um if you have an unlimited piggy bank and you just have to keep pumping and pumping into a project then it wasn't a good project to start with and you shouldn't have been really it's nice that you have that liquidity but it's a good point that that can't be a good business model right so yeah yeah uh, so there's just a few, I think, uh, you know, we're, we're we're partners with some other people on some syndications that are, are going for the most part pretty well, but we're, we're all kind of growing together a little bit. And uh, personally, I wish we would do a little bit better with reporting and communicating and uh, updating everyone with um, what's going on. Uh, just because one of the partners, he's like, you know, he's the, he's the rich dude, he's the property manager, he's, he is he's a genius with um uh with metrics and numbers and underwriting and um all sorts of stuff. Very, very good. But his communication skills, even he will tell you, are are lacking quite a bit. And I'm I'm trying to get him in the mode of um uh just better better communication in general, which is st- something that I actually learned from Go Abundance because there's plenty of syndicators in go abundance, and um a lot of them just have. Really, really unbelievable communication skills. And I think that makes a difference when you're trying to uh put your money with somebody. You just I mean, granted, there granted there's some people that are like, here's 200 grand, you know, let me know when I'm getting it back in six years. <laughs> there are people like that, sure. But sure. um but not a lot.
1: Yeah, yeah. You're right. Absolutely. I agree with you. It is uh it is a a, a benefit. I think of um a guy like Devin Elder. I feel like he communicates really, really well, both both himself and through his systems, but Maybe I'm wrong. I don't. Know. I've I've always enjoyed yeah. listening to him. So, you talked about uh, relationships being the area crushing it, and you gave some really good stuff there. But I want to ask this: in what specific way has abundance impacted your life? Is there a story, a memory, a moment, or something like that where you could say, you know what, this is because of abundance, good or bad? I guess.
0: <laughs> um, geez, I I actually probably have several to to choose from. I think it was maybe the first time I did a one sheet with a group. I went right after someone else did a one sheet and their one sheet crushed mine. So, you know, we're not all trying to compare, but you know, in I some know. ways I'm like, geez, I don't want to go after this guy who just told me his horizontal income is like two million a year and he's got a private jet. I'm just like, oh, I gotta take off a zero here and figure this out. Like, but the feedback I got was really good. Uh, and it was it was unbiased and it was non-judgmental. And it was extremely helpful. And they gave me a couple of things that I had no idea that I was doing that were negatively affecting me that I needed to correct. And I think I, I think I get something out of a one sheet every time I do it in a group because um, they're not perfect. I mean, I, I was at um, Miami, oh,
1: Miami. Yeah, I saw you in Miami. Yeah.
0: Or no, maybe it was Tahoe. We had uh, we had somebody doing a one sheet in front of everybody with Aaron West and um he had done like hundreds of one sheets and Aaron still ripped it apart. I feel like that's something Aaron's very good at, Yes, yes. but it just goes to show you that you're always, there's no like, end like, Oh, this is my final one sheet. And like, I'm good. Like you're just always improving, changing, modifying, uh, trying to make yourself better.
1: I love that. Yeah. The one sheets is funny. Like they are such a simple tool, not the first time, take a little effort the first time to figure it all out. But as you right. update it, it's such a simple tool, but I agree with you, man. my pod does it religiously every quarter and um, at events or whatever, I, I it never fails. It always has something, it could be small, sometimes it's huge, but there's always something that kind of like you get alignment on it. You realize how you're how you're mismatched with what you said you want and what your goals are or whatever it might be. So um, no, I like that, it's a great example. What advice would you give to a new or prospective GoBundance member?
0: I would say lean in. Uh, meaning uh, I I think as uh, men in general, it's uh, a little bit more difficult um, compared to women to really open up about personal things, uh, even if they're personal financial things or personal relationship things, things that might be embarrassing or pain points or, or things you know you don't do right and you still are doing it. But uh, those are the exact things that you need to be talking about, because if you don't bring them up, they're not going to get fixed uh, or you're not going to get help. And and sometimes it's just a matter of of sharing it. Right. Like maybe you don't even need somebody to fix it. Maybe you just need to vent about uh, something going on. and And that's the benefit that you're getting out of it. You know, you're going to lose out a lot if you don't. Really open up and be a completely open book with other guys because if there's ever a place to do that, it's it's within those circles.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. Man. That's awesome. Great answer. We're going to end it with the GoBundance card game and we're gonna talk a little bit about this project that you've got. But the last GoBundance question is describe the next five years of your life and your plans in a single sentence.
0: Single sentence. I actually <laughs> thought about this the other day and I was, I kept being a paragraph. In a single sentence, I would say I am going to be enjoying life uh, to the utmost of my ability, uh, while also helping as many people as I can and uh, providing for the family.
1: That's pretty good, man. On the spot, I didn't tell you that question in advance. That was really good. That was right on, right on point. So awesome, awesome answer. All right, I did. Is- I did
0: do like seven or eight podcasts prior to this one just to warm up to it, just so <laughs> I could. I so had to be able to crush. I got to tr- crush the tribe of millionaires podcast.
1: Yes, you do. Yes. Because you, you've arrived now you've arrived. Um, right. There's a real estate app out there, flip trader. What is flip trader? Yeah. Tell me about this project. This is your, your entry into the tech world. What is this?
0: Right. So a few years ago, my partner and I, uh, we do probably six to eight wholesales a year and it's still just uh it's a very archaic um, process. Like, Uh, We'll find a deal, I'll put together a deal packet, all the information, and you have to blast it out to eight or 10 Facebook groups and your email list and local real estate meetups. And it's like, okay, so I did all that. And now I got a ton of information back from people who are interested. Now I have to remember, where did I meet you? Where did I find you? When do you want to come see it? And it's just, it got very cumbersome. And we thought, why can't we just put together this online platform for buying and selling off-market real estate. And there's, I mean, there's issues with the, with that, not legal issues, but um, a lot of times when people are wholesaling properties, they don't want the seller to know, for, for example. Mm-hmm. So, which is why like you can't like get something under agreement and then try to relist it on MLS right away, right? Because they'll see it immediately and so will their agent. So this is like the off-market platform to be able to, Put all that together. And we have some proprietary tools like um, deal analyzers, uh, rehab estimators, um, comp sheets. So so if I get a wholesale deal, I can put all the information we we drag from Zillow's API to get a lot of the, the properties information that you can upload uh, with pictures, comps, uh, your own budget and everything. And, and then you, Jamie, say, oh, I like that one. Let me ship this. Uh, I'm going to send this to my partner. And, and see what he thinks. Oh, he likes it. Okay. I want to buy this. So I'm going to get in touch through the, through the platform to buy this deal. And then, okay, well, we need a hard money lender. Well, I've already got all the information literally. Um, so I'm just going to put it all together and do a one page deal packet and send it to my hard money lender. And now my hard money lender, uh, the hard money lenders are, are actually jumping at us to start this because, now, instead of getting 15 different emails with all the information on a single family, now they have a, a one-page PDF deal packet. Now they can sift through hundreds of deals a day instead of, you know, 10. There will be some ancillary things like um, uh, the, 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 the way we drew the site kind of looks a little bit like LinkedIn. So you can you can connect with people, you can find people. Let's, let's say, for instance, you want to find... Um, you know other uh, real estate investors in the Dominican Republic where you are. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, how are you going to do that? That's. Yeah, I yeah. don't even know how you would do that. But if you have your if you have your location set up on FlipTrader, then you can just go search and find who else is around. So, and not That's only cool. that, I need a I need a plumber. Well, what plumbers are on here that are that are local and can can take a look at this right away or I wow. need a general contractor. I've got I've got the deal packet. I can just ship that to the general contractor with the budget estimate and all zeros and he can fill that out and give me an estimate right away.
1: What's the timeline on this project? Do you have an anticipated release date? Are you in a are you going to be raising for it? What does this look like?
0: Yeah, um so far we have a, a few friends and family investors. We put some of our own money in. We've we've gotten to the point where we've got a a Figma, which is kind of like a it's like a sort of website, so you can there. Are th- there are things that you can click on through the website, but you can't click on everything. It's just there to show you kind of what it would look like if you if you click through the whole thing. Um, and we have a pitch deck. I think at this point, the the issue is that my business partner and I, for sure, are not tech savvy. My business partner has a hard time with email. Mm. Uh, I'm I'm better than that, but not by a ton. Yeah. So we're at this point kind of looking for that kind of tech savvy partner. Um, you know, we have a company um, that I found through GoBundance actually that can do the actual build of the app. Uh, we just need that tech partner to kind of come in and help uh, drive that to the finish line. Because, you know, there are, you know, certain aspects of questions uh, that happen throughout the build of an of a mobile app that I just, I won't even, it's like, speaking Greek to me uh, yeah. and it's just stuff that I don't know how to answer so we need to find a strategic partner to do that and help raise some funds which actually is is less than you would think. I think we only need to raise about half a million or so yeah. and that will get it uh, launched but I think it's um I think it's something that could go pretty big there's I mean there's obviously there's other apps and websites out there that do one maybe two aspects of what we do but nothing that does all of it. Yeah. So it's not like we're, we're definitely not uh, inventing something completely new. We're just creating a, you know, a better mousetrap.
1: I love it, man. That's incredible. And like I said, I'll introduce you to an Emerge guy that I think can, you know, whatever it turns out to, but at least help or, or guide or maybe connect you to whomever, or maybe he's the guy who knows, but uh, happy to do it. Cause that's, uh, that's cool. I love seeing these sorts of things get off the ground. So um, where can people learn more about you? Reach out. I, I don't know if you're a big social guy or if you just want to direct them to the ch- to the site for your for your app. But what's the best place for people to learn more about you?
0: Probably through Facebook or just my email. I I have Instagram. I actually looked yesterday, and I've had Instagram for five years. I've never made a post, so <laughs> I'm probably not going to be anytime soon. So uh, those are the two only two socials that I'm um, I'm really on. Uh, but otherwise. Um, you know, usually Facebook, um, is what is, is the main place to find me.
1: Amazing. Appreciate you jumping on and doing this, man. Great catching up with you. Are you in uh, Lake Oconee for either event champion or elite? I will be at the champions event. You got in, it's been waitlisted for like four months.
0: Oh, I got, I, yeah, I got in right away.
1: <laughs> Smart man. Are you going Small to Jackson Hole or not?
0: My hotel, but I, but I got in.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you going to Jackson Hole too, or no?
0: No, not Jackson Hole.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. I'll be in Lake Econy, I think for both. So it'll be good to see you down there and, and catch back up. So good seeing you brother. Appreciate you.
0: All right. Thank you.